Sports Talk English, Spanish, and French. <coughs> Boy, this pussy talk euros, dollars, and yens. Yens? Boy, this pussy talk Bentleys, Rovers, and Benz. Benz is? Boy, this pussy fly private to islands to M's. <coughs> Boy, this pussy talk Birkin, Gucci, Chanel. This pussy won't shut up. Boy, this pussy talk Louis, Poochie, YSL. Boy, this pussy make movies wetter than a whale. Boy, this pussy be choosing draft NFL. <laughs> That's the gayest lyric I've ever heard in my life. NFL? Boy, this pussy make movies. And a fail is Wetter than a whale. Come on, bro. You couldn't think of anything else wet than a whale? Yeah. If you're going to make a, a fish, whale reference, maybe, eel, go, maybe go size. A crab. You know, it's nothing like quite like the size of a whale, but there's lots of a raft, wet stuff. A boat. Not really breaking any wet ground here. Wetter than a whale. Boy, this pussy be choosing draft NFL. Bars. What? You suck! You want this pussy real bad, say pretty please. Pretty please, can I have that pussy? Cop me some baguettes, make my wrist freeze. Got mm, overseas going crazy about me. Mm. Humans, Hanging human beings. from rafters. <laughs> Said, mmm... Jamaican, Cuban, French, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the TPS <laughs> Reports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Don't know what we're doing anymore in life on the show. No idea. Who was that? Oh, City Girls mm. featuring Quavo, Lil Wayne, and Jack Harlow. I'm definitely going to check this song out. Ching ching. Ems. Okay. City girl sounds fucking cool. Like it's easy to hate when you do it, but this is hot. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's go. Ooh. You know them? They had that song a few months ago that was like, "Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a mm." Hey, jump to one of the feature verses. Let me hear some Harlow or some Lil Wheezy. Let's go. Who is the other guy in this? Harlow. I can't stand how giant this guy is now. You don't like it, huh? It's crazy. You don't think he earned it? <laughs> he totally earned it. <laughs> okay, well, then what you meant it? I wish I would have earned it. That's that's all. Oh, me too. Jealousy. I like Jack Harlow. Like I don't love him, but I, I he's on my on my playlist. Yeah, I don't love him. Uh, I don't I don't listen to rap music generally. Right. But Sad. I, like, I he's a cool dude. You're faking the funk proverbially. Wow. You fake the proverbial funk. Funk faker. You're a funk faker, dude. It's like I rap, and like the only music I make is rap music. But I wouldn't listen to that shit. I got a new moniker. The funk faker. Oh, language. The keister feaster. Chill out. 
Wow. Chill the fuck out, We dude. just found a loophole, dude. <laughs> it's my alias. Uh, I'm the keister feaster. <laughs> the funk faker. The keister uh, feaster is great. My girlfriend, On the I, was wa- I was showing her some UFC fights, uh, and she, when they introduced Chuck Liddell, she thought that they said chocolate L. Right, like a blunt. Uh-huh. Uh, so chocolate L is a new moniker of mine right well. aka chocolate l your moniker chocolate l <laughs> is it chocolate l or you spell it like chocolate l so it still sounds no chocolate it reads l. different but it still sounds like chocolate l chocolate l chocolate l chocolate l chocolate l <laughs> i used to have chocolate blunt papers wraps sure. blunt wraps wrapping yes. paper you were cool so cool i used to be cool man what happened nobody knows i watched uh the tps reports uh no more jobs part one documentary canada some of my finest this documentary morning. style editing work uh when nether friends when we're in the parking lot at niagara falls and nether friends starts doing like the goofy stuff and you put the bongos over it yeah <laughs> it was, i don't know i loved it again i'm an editing phenom editing whiz uh <laughs> and then just reliving the coolest moment of probably not of my life but no. of that tour uh making out with three chicks on stage oh that's right how cool well, is You're that? welcome, by the way. I wingmanned that. You, you were did. being all pussy boy. You were like, eh, I'm shy. Yeah, we already went over and this. And the girls were all shy. <laughs> oh, you're going to give me that gonna, we already did this do on it the again. podcast? We're not going to wow. do it again. Wow. <laughs> Bizarro world. We're not going to do it again. Holy cow. No, you wingmanned the shit out of it. And I was watching it this morning like, <sighs> just like sighing. I wish I could relive this moment. So you're leaving to visit your girlfriend tomorrow? <laughs> so? Segwaying. I don't know. It seemed like a segue. I just like, uh I was just wincing at missing making out with three strangers, but uh Thanksgiving's on the horizon. I'll do it right now. I I just um was looking at those fun times and really hoping that those aren't like the last of the fun times. I doubt it's the <laughs> last of the fun times, but it's definitely like it's Did we peak for the foreseeable future? No, the fucking this country peaked. The fucking America peak, man. Donald 1776. Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump was the peak point. Right. And we will forever be looking back at the glory days. Um, sure. <laughs> no, the, what are we going to do about it? Go tour to a bunch of empty fucking places? Chicago just put in like a 30-day stay-at-home advisory. Just but all the shit is still open. You still got to go to work. The gym is open. The restaurants are open until 10. So but it's sh- like, you got to stay home for 30 days. It's like, at least in the spring, that shit was sh- shut down. doesn't mean anything. We couldn't. Well, when it there is no restaurant to go to and there is no job to go work at because they shut that down, yeah. then that makes sense. I guess like it, it follows suit with what you're doing. Now they're like, hey, you have to stay home. That like The city is saying, cancel traditional Thanksgiving plans and stay in for 30 days. But we're not shutting anything. Not yet, anyways. Maybe that comes this week, but that's weird to me to just say, stay. I know we told you go back to work and you're back at work now, a lot of you, but you got to stay. It's funny thinking about like uh, when I was in college, I drove out to the suburbs from the city to buy Adderall off of a friend of ours. And it was like a like one ten milligram Adderall. I drove all the way out there for that because I had to like wow. s- stay up and do homework or sad. something. Very sad. Uh, just do the work. <clears throat> this is my old the old car with like the hole in the dashboard. Right. Uh, and it, at this point, it had a cracked windshield as well. Anyway, like long story short, going to his house, I had to go like a couple miles off the highway to get to his house. The whole time. 
uh, from the highway, his neighbor was in front of me. The neighbor. The neighbor. So I like like followed her all the way back to her house, and she was getting creeped out. It, it was just a coincidence. Like curb your enthusiasm. We're just episode. going to the same place. That, that happened in Curb. But uh, I followed her all the like to her house because I passed his place. So she pulled into her driveway, and then I pulled into her driveway just to fucking do a three-point turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while I pulled into her driveway, it was the summer. That, that car had no air conditioning. Uh, and... Because it was so hot out, I had popped my shirt off, and then like my hair was all crazy because I'm all sweaty. So this lady just gets like one quick glimpse of like some shirtless, <laughs> you get a crazy hair wrapped creep. around your head like a turban. You're covered in sweat. There's there's holes punched into sides of your car. You're following the her car home. is destroyed. It looks like I just came home from a demolition derby. Right. So she just thinks He's some drunk. fucking psycho followed her off the highway, and she runs inside. And she was right. Unbeknownst to me, and calls the police. And while she's calling the police, I'm at our buddy's house at his door getting the Adderall. They're like, where well, you're busted. 10 milligrams of the hard stuff. There's a cop, like, right around the corner. Um, so as I'm leaving our buddy's house, I pass the cop who's coming for me. And I see him do it. He's turning around in my rear view. I don't even know that the lady called the cops. But when a cop passes you at night and then starts turning around. Yeah. Uh, you know. What did I do? And my windshield cracked, which is illegal. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. It could be a number of anything. Right. Uh, so they pulled me over. But I'm, my whole point is like, I'm 40 minutes away from my house, and I had to give them some bullshit story about why I'm in this place that I am. And then they go to our friend's house. I told them that this was in college, so I told them it was actually a pretty good story. We had to, this is all true. For senior year of college, we had to make our own website and put our portfolio on our website. I am told him I'm an art student and everything. I don't know shit about websites. My buddy's a web designer. So I was at my buddy's house, and he was showing me how to set up a web design. Pretty pretty decent off-the-cuff story. They didn't buy it. They went over to our buddy's house, and our buddy naturally, uh, rightfully, was like, they asked him if he'd seen me, and, and he said, no. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that kid in, in weeks. Right. So, so you, they come back to me like, your buddy uh, didn't, didn't back up your you story. You gave the cops his address? I was like less than a block away from his house when I got pulled over. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I kind of threw him under the bus. So <clears throat> they go to our buddy's house. He denies having seen me. Uh, the whole time, like when he pulled me over, yeah. it was just 10 milligrams of Adderall. So I just ate it. Uh, but I was like, suburban cops are so bored. It got to a point where like 40 minutes later, four other squad cars have pulled up. Uh, they're all questioning me about nothing. Yeah. And I'm just telling them, like... Ten cops each inspecting a milligram of the pill. Of, like, <laughs> I went out to drive. <laughs> uh, I'm just out for a drive. It's not illegal. Anyway, my whole point is, like, I was out buying drugs in a city that my ID doesn't say that I'm from. So I had to think of this whole excuse. Imagine having to do that when you were going to your parents' house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And now you got to think of a bullshit story to tell the cops of, like, no, I was... Uh, I don't know. What can you do in the COVID world? I was going to the grocery store. Hmm? Illegal. Busted. We got him. He was going to the store. I was going... <laughs> What's essential? Toilet paper, uh, apparently. Uh, yeah. Sir, I got shit in my ass Sir, right now. I got a shit. <laughs> Bam! No more shit stains in my undies. I remember at one point, uh, that one of the cops was like... Uh, I guess I licked my lips a few times while they were asking me questions. Like, Damn. I noticed your mouth's dry. 
How come your mouth's dry? It's like, no, it's not dry. I'm plotting against you. I I'm said, just like being No, it is devious. dry. I'm going, mm. I've been standing out here talking to you guys for 45 minutes, and it's a really hot summer night. I'm I, thirsty. I lick my lips when I plot and scheme, officer. Can I only be thirsty if I did something wrong? Was I want to drink. A, was this at the border of the nation, or was this just at some city level? It's in Schaumburg. Oh, okay. I've only gotten that treatment at the border. Yeah. Remember, uh, you went to the bathroom. We already did this, by the way. We did this. <laughs> the, we did this. The guy was like, we were did you this. throwing up? Yeah, we did it, though. <laughs> oh, what else? Uh, Seth is sipping Sisnerp. He's got a uh, lean in a double cup, it looks like. It's a single cup. It's coffee. Okay, my bad. Oh, you know my eyes from this distance. Socially distanced. It looks like a double cup. <coughs> um, I saw something last night that I found odd, and I don't even know if it's going to play, but I, c- I couldn't find the same thing, but I was so watching... The newest episode of Fargo that was black and white for no reason, had no, no plot for no. no reason. Sans white, only black. I was watching BET, watching Martin, right? Beautiful. As I do. Beautiful. And an entire commercial break. Like from... Sometimes the commercial... They're just long. It's like, God damn it, why am I putting up with this? And you know... Because Martin's not streaming on something. That's why I put up with it. It's on. And then uh, a full, like, three to four minute infomercial was uh, this dude. What's his name? Peter Popoff. Have you ever heard of Pete Popoff? Never. Wave around your head like a helicopter. Petey Popoff. This dude, uh, he's just like a fucking Joel Osteen type of infomercially. But anyways, I couldn't, I can't, I can't find the same, the full four minute infomercial I watched. But like... Um, I'm fixated on this dude. I like. I looked him up afterwards. I will raise up a prophet like you. This is Peter you, speaking. Put my words in his this mouth. this could be anybody <laughs> speaking. This is Deuteronomy eighteen eighteen speaking. Dude, dude, that's Peter Popoff. Look at this guy. I thought it was gonna be a black dude. No, but the commercial, the commercial on BET was like the test. Watch this. There's a man lifting a wheelchair over his head. And breakdancing. The guy who was in the wheelchair a minute ago is like pop-locking. Oh, so the guy lifting the wheelchair wasn't even in it? No, he was. Or no, that was that was Petey. Jesus made you dance like... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's the guy who can now walk because Peter Pablo... It's uh, a pretty calm <laughs> reaction for being able to walk, honestly. And the proof is right here. But wait, listen. I stayed in the hospital for eight months. When I came home two weeks later, my husband was killed. Jesus. His family d- wrote the military and told the military I was military. dead. Took all my money. I just got a warrant letter for three hundred and ninety thousand. Hallelujah! Three hundred and ninety thousand. You'll see that uh, he's like doing ballet. Everybody, all that happens here, and the, the the commercial that I saw last night was for something called Miracle Spring Water that they're selling. Oh god! And you got to have the Miracle Spring Water, and then when you when you can when you take the Miracle Spring Water, your debts are paid off in like a week. It's crazy. It's like I just I had a ninety six thousand dollar debt, and it was gone, Lord, erased. It's like something's going on with. P.D. Popoff. Pablo? It's Pop-off. crazy. In those letters is to the team from the Holy Ghost. Look, it says $41,000 miracle. Even more have had huge sums of miracle money transferred into their accounts. Divine transfers. I know God is real. I know what he can do. Every time I go to court, they How is... throw it out. They deny it. So therefore, they haven't been able to How is this legal? God is exactly. A lot of people getting the wishes and dreams. That I mean, this kind of goes into what I was talking about last week. Uh, Christian asked me if like there's any marble, any amount of marbles anyone could shove up their ass this that would want me to marbles. cancel them. This guy shouldn't be on television. Uh, but as for my answer last week, 
I guess this shouldn't be illegal. If you're dumb enough to send this guy money expecting miracle money transfers in your account, Then that's that's on you. You're you're just that dumb. There's like a mixed bag uh, when you when I'm looking up the YouTube shit. But on BET, it was 100% black men and women testimonials oh, on like course. how their debts have been repaid. For all, it, it was just so like gross. Like I said, e what's, a, what's a white man's like, testimonial worth on BET? But you can find like a, an all white person's testimonial of Petey Popoff. Uh, you know, and it's like I'm sure they market it based on who's watching Fox News and who's watching BET. Yeah. We'll run this spot over here. We'll run, run this spot over here. Either way, we're going to convince these people that like, it's weird. Like one, one lady's just like, I did everything you said. You said the money was going to be paid off and then it got paid. You said I was going to get a car and then I got a car. And it's like, well, this dude's like pulling strings. This dude's like controlling your life. And this is mob shit. You gotta pay it back to somebody, dude. That dude was doing the worm. A guy who was paralyzed. That, he was doing the worm on the banquet hall That was a very uh, pussy worm. It was in one place. But anyways, I tried to find. What's an called example. when you're in one place? Stationary. That was Sta- a very stationary stagnant. worm. Is this it? This is someone like filming their screen. It's 100 what this is. I did use the miracle spring water, and few days later, hallelujah, I received a check from my employer for over four thousand. I took the miracle spring water, and a couple days later, hallelujah, I received a check from my employer. From like, your what? employer. What happened in between? Dollars. I called and ordered the spring, the miracle spring water, and you told me I was going to get fourteen thousand dollars. You told me when I was going to get it. This lady. So we're gonna send you fourteen grand. They're just saying, "I got it. I got something I didn't deserve because I drank your water." Like her employer isn't looking back over the books. Like, wait, why did I give Shanique with four thousand dollars? This is that shit uh, that they're drinking in Space Jam that just turns out to be water. Um, Where is? God damn it! And it's you know what? Even bigger part of the uh, scam is you can't find like the ad that they show on TV last night. There's also some knockoff shit. Here, spring water. What? Why is it in like a plastic pack? It looks like something that comes out of a, a bathroom. Like uh, you put, like get a condom machine, put two quarters in and that comes out. It's in a bag. I got my job back. I'm working. I'm drug free. It's like a Canadian milk. What happens when you drink the milk? When you drink the milk water, the milk water, the milk water, the milk water, the Canadian milk water. And he said, that's what happens. He's like, I got my job back. He's like, I'm off drugs. He got off drugs. He got his job back by drinking the milk water. But if you go to this dude's website also, the first thing it says next to Miracle Spring Water tab is do not actually. It says do not ingest. What? Yeah. You splash it on your head. Right. It's like Miracle Water. It's like holy water. And that guy in the ad is saying like, when you drink the Miracle Spring Water. You get your job back. You stop doing drugs. Does it say you're lying? Does it say why not you're to ingest it? Liar. Because it's that's not the way that miracle that holy water works, or because it's like it'll kill you. Look, dude, we're gonna find out right now. Peter, it auto populates into pop off. Yeah, you bookmarked it. Had to miracle spring water. Note: Do not ingest the miracle spring water. That's the first thing with two asterisks. It's a big no. Three, three asterisks. There is three. It's a powerful biblical point of contact. There's nothing magical or mystical about it. Well, then why use miracle? There's nothing magical. It's all miraculous. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, the Bible uses points of contact in numerous locations to release miracles. So many people have used the miracle spring water, and their lives have been changed. 
Let me send you the Miracle Spring Water Acts 19, 11, 12 in the Amplified Bible says, And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that handkerchiefs or towels or aprons which had touched his skin were carried away and put upon the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. So this is like the, the God's towel, this Miracle Spring Water. You put this on you, and uh, apparently... but. It doesn't say anything on the website too about the whole the monetary transitional thing. It's not like yeah, where, I, like where's the guy the who's like I'm off drugs. Maybe that's one thing, like an ayahuasca binge, and it's like, well, it, it got me off my drugs. No, these people are saying like money goes in their bank accounts, and it's like hallelujah. This just seems like a, a big old scam. And these commercials go back like decades. He's been around forever. I just no, never no, some seen of those clips were absolutely from the '90s. Yeah. Um, hey man. So. Fuck Alex Jones. Lock Peter Popoff up. Fuck that. This dude's popping off. Peter's chasing the bag. Good he's for on, him. He's on television. Like, I don't know. Just It's like when you see, I, I ride the bus and then would see like commercials or uh, like advertisements rather on the bus. Like, like marketing cigarette shit, but like to black people. And even marketing anti-smoking shit. To black, and, and with the stat about like, like uh, uh, the menthol show. is more addictive and they target black communities. They're with also these great w- after unprotected sex with multiple partners. Um, but it's like the, the racial shit in advertising where it's just like you can see the marketing and the marketing of like quit smoking, but like geared mm-hmm. toward the Chicago black communities. And they're like, I, I can't find the same exact commercial, but it was just like, a, it was gross. It was just like this white religious, this preacher dude, this white preacher dude. Like advertising directly to you know black audience and me watching Martin Martin fans, uh, the full the full break and who knows how many times they'll run that that night or that week or whatever. And again, you can see these commercials go back to like two thousand and two, and probably earlier. So uh, don't don't crazy. drink the miracle water. Is like what the I'm saying. the special treatment that religion gets for being yeah, that's, that's as disgusting. destructive as anything else. That's fucking disgusting. As uh, manipulative as anything else. As misinformative as anything else. This guy, I mean, as I've said, I think Alex Jones should be free to say whatever he wants and whoever wants to listen should be free to listen to it, just like this guy. But if we're c- like comparing the two... Uh, this is a scheme. It's a scam and, and a scheme. Yeah, I mean, Alex Alex kind of does shit like that, too, though, where he'll do, like, 40 minutes on the water being tainted and then try and sell you a water filter or some shit like that. Right. Uh, but he's not doing infomercials on... Well, they won't let him on TV, but on this television. dude's cool because he wears a fucking crucifix. And, you know, you know maybe I mean? uh, as a product of some of the crazy shit that Alex Jones might talk about on his show... We did this last week. You might last get, two weeks, actually, by the You way. might get, like, one or two, like, guys who took it and ran with it uh and then did something terrible maybe not even violent just like you know uh in terms of the sandy hook thing it was it was really just like saying shitty things to the parents yeah enough about alex jones Uh, i think the religious angle is grosser the guys who do the religious thing you can't even calculate the the deaths (coughs) that that shit results in that that shit has resulted in after hundreds of years bankruptcies and just like people that get taken by like you know uh what are those like the, the fucking advanced mortgages they try and sell you while you're watching mm-hmm. like the, the game shows in the morning. You know, old people. They target shit to old people and then old people get taken. They get fucking taken for for shit in their houses and scammed on phone scams. It's just like, they I'm know what audience... I'm see my name yeah, on television! They know what audience to target that <clears throat> bullshit to and now they're targeting, you know... 
religious shit. You get away with it under the guise of a religion thing. You know what I saw? I saw a bumper sticker driving the other day. It said, it said, real men love Jesus. What? Yeah, and I was like, don't bully me. You know, you're not holier than thou. I'm in love with a man. Right, but it, like, think about that. It's not like... The sticker didn't say, like, that accept Jesus. It's not accept Jesus. Let Jesus into your heart. It's like, real men love him, you faggot. It is funny What are how you, a pussy? What are you, a fucking pussy? It is uh, trying to encourage people Oh, you're an atheist. Oh, I bet you eat kale, too, pussy. It's attempting to encourage people to be religious <laughs> or to follow Christ by doing bullying. something Christ... Yes, by doing something Christ uh, taught you not to do, which is exactly holier than thou. Yeah. It's a... Holier than thou is no. There's no better way to uh, describe. Isn't that like the first commandment? Like thou shalt not uh, be holier than thou. Ex- yes, verbatim. Uh, but that's funny to me. It's just like any sort of. That's you can be religious. I grew up uh, Catholic. I was I was an altar boy you for a, a period of time. I have a cross tattooed on my body skin. that's ripe for cover up at any point when mm-hmm. this pandemic's over. Um, cover it up with a Jesus hanging on it. But still nailed to it. Ew. Don't fucking sell your slime to vulnerable people and like <laughs> cover, say you're gonna pay their debts off. Cover your cross with a with the Da Vinci's Vitruvian man. I'll just extend the top and make it an upside down cross. <laughs> nice. Fucking backwards American flag. What Fuck is, you, what are some society. That you can cover your cross with. I don't know. A, a star of David, perhaps. Uh, maybe like turn it into a football field goal with a football going like flying through it. Yeah. Let's see. Mm. What can you do with that? You got like this little swirly behind it. It's got little swirlies on it. So maybe that can be incorporated. It kind of looks like like one of the bars of the cross is like a cigarette resting yeah. in an ashtray. I'm just going to get like... Uh, oh, dude, you can do the, the snake going around the thing like on an ambulance. Like on an Ed Hardy shirt. Or an ambulance. Mm. But what's cooler? <laughs> an Ed Hardy shirt. All right. Maybe some dice falling out of one eye socket and then a flaming snake. <laughs> <out of laughs> <the other. laughs> uh, right into the podcast, uh, TPS reports at uh, Gmail. TPS reports t- podcast? T- 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 I don't know. You always do this part. Yeah, TPS reports podcast at gmail.com. Come on, uh, give us some ideas of what Acumenal can cover this cross tattoo with. Stick to the P.O. box. <laughs> send us tattoos. <laughs> Seriously, uh, send us. Um, I would love to get more tattoos. What and are they? I, I would cover the cross. Rub That's on? Like a, I don't mind it. On? It's like a part of my life, but it's like this outdated part of my life. You Pants. know? So, more Hitchcock stuff, maybe? Send us temporary <laughs> tattoos so I can put them on my face. Yeah, I'll just cover this one with a bunch of temps. We'll just keep cycling them in and out, and new temps. Every, <laughs> every week, it'll be a lot of maintenance and upkeep, but I can, I can pull it off. Um, hey, let's move on. We got places to be in Shiznit. Highly recommended. The fuck? <laughs> this week's highly Comes from Shintaro Sakimoto and it is called Let's Dance Raw. Shintaro Sakimoto. 
entire album is in Japanese. I don't know any of the words. Let's Dance Raw by Shintaro Sakamoto. Um, I meant to... I meant to do this a few weeks ago when I retold the story about almost getting jumped in San Francisco at the ATM. You want to retell it again? Uh, I went to an ATM and I almost got jumped. It was after... I saw Shintaro Sakamoto at the, uh, I'll never remember it, someplace in San Francisco. It was fucking kick-ass. One of the few shows that I've attended completely alone. Maybe the only show. Yeah, I had the opportunity, the invite to they join you. They were expensive you. tickets. Yeah, it was an expensive ticket. It was an it off was day on a sold, tour. It was sold out, so I had to get a ticket on StubHub for like 70 bucks. And uh, It was worth it. Right, but it was also an off day of a tour, and I chose to take that off day to like stay in and eat an edible and watch cartoons. And, and not get almost beat up no. by two cholos. No. Um, I went to a uh, pizza place some in, in San Fran, and alone I just sat like at the bar and ordered like loser. a full pizza. I was just listening to the podcast or something. But I wanted to this like... This podcast? No. God, no. Even gayer. Um, in San Francisco, the gayest. <laughs> you want to be gay with me? No. Um, and then yeah, I just ate half a pizza, took the other half back, and ate later. And I just had I just had a me day, dude. Sometimes I don't want to be in a venue listening to music or drinking. Yeah. On the day off of what I'm that that's all I, I do that every day on a tour. I've um, it's like I don't want to be in a club tonight. I'm staying in. I've been a fan of Shintaro for a moment, and he's a Japanese guitar player who does not. I think that was his first tour ever in America. So the way I saw it was this could be my only chance to see the guy. He was playing Chicago three days earlier, which I found out months in advance and was like, I'm going. And then we booked the All My Demons tour and I went, I can't go. And it just so happened to work out that three days later, he'd be playing San Francisco. And that day, we'd be in San Francisco. And that day, we'd have no show to play. Yeah, that's that's good that it worked out that time because oh, it so was good. the same tour I think um, in Santa Cruz. We saw that the Wood Brothers were playing across the street, and yes. it was like that was like I'm we're going if it's tonight we'll go after our show. I don't give a and it was like an outdated thing from like three weeks earlier. We did not did realize. not work out. Sometimes I will. I'll go to a show after our show if I'm gonna you know if somebody's in town and we happen to um, you know line it up schedule wise, but otherwise no. I'm staying in. I'm watching cartoons. I'm eating edibles. Yeah. Um, I believe I came back from being out with my girlfriend probably two years ago to her apartment, and her roommate at the time had a friend over, and they were drinking and dancing, <clears throat> and Shintaro was playing, uh, and, and it was playing in a different room. No one was in the same room as the music, and I was... Noticing how cool this music was So I wound up like I was compelled to I ventured over to Her friend's friend's phone You shazammed it And I just had No I just tapped the screen To see what, what is What is this music I'm hearing And, and then I, I went t- into her photos And I started swiping <laughs> Hack the cloud uh, I, I took note And I was very glad that I took note Because I've been a big fan of Shintaro Sakamoto Ever since uh, It was a very cool show very cool show to see. I'm trying to think of the guy that opened for him who was not cool. Right. I Gary Wilson, maybe? It was the most hipster thing I've ever seen. 
the band was actually this is also it was annoying about it. The band was pretty dope. But the singer whose name it was Gary Wilson. Look at this fucking goofball. He uh, looks like a David Lynch movie character. Exactly. And it was all like uh, all attention was like for this idiot and how quirky and weird he is. And I wanted to tell the band what no band cares to hear is like drop the fucking dingus singer guy and like go be your own band because the band was great uh but it was all about the singer dude and he just sucked he wasn't a good singer and then he would just like would he do a lot of like grabbing the mic mid chord and swinging it and like theatrics and he shit was very, to make up for the fact that he didn't sing he was very like fat and had no stage presence and he would just wear a goofy outfit and did they he dance these, they had these like no and he had, they had these like what mannequins did, what did he do they had these mannequins on stage with like garbage bags over them, like as clothes and like a wig. Hip. And like five times during the show, he would grab one of the mannequins and then like fake kiss it and then like roll around on the floor with it. And after the second time, it's like, all right, you've done this already. It's, it has no yeah. no appeal anymore. Distracting us from the admiring the musicians, the skilled, talented musicians. But that is like, a, maybe that's a tactic. I know it is a tactic. Maybe that's what Shintaro was going for. Sometimes dudes who are on tour make sure to get somebody to open for them who their audience is going to think sucks so that by the time they come out on stage, yeah. the audience is just like foaming at the mouth. Man, like this yes. guy doesn't even speak English. And like, think about us from our perspective. Sometimes you go and headline a show and you have no fucking idea like who the part. opener is. Oh, never mind. It's not the part. Nope. <laughs> Shintaro probably shows up, has no idea who's opening, probably has to like put his head in his hands when he sees who it is. That's happened. That happens to us where it's like, well, this guy is not who I would have chosen if I had any fucking say in this, but whatever. These people are here for me. If they can tolerate this, they'll be glad to see me. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, yeah, maybe it's a strategy to make the crowd pop, but also maybe these people like just don't have an idea of who's really opening until they're open. And it's like, well, this guy, huh? Yes and no. I don't really like him. And uh, I don't know. My dad told me that when he was uh, in the 1980s, when my dad was in a punk band called the Effigies, uh, Chicago punk rock royalty, uh, that Run DMC. Does that make you a prince? Mm, yeah. Run DMC, they opened for Run DMC in Detroit. And he told me that that was like a tactic of Run DMC's was to get like a white rock band to open up for him. So all these fucking black dudes in Detroit, my dad said the whole set is just all dudes with like folded arms just staring at him. Like, what is this garbage? Yeah. And then when Run DMC comes out, they're all like, ah, (laughs) give me some raps. Right. Didn't you say they'll just like, they'll applaud, but only when you say it's your last song. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I remember I got so stoned at Shintaro Sakamoto that I tried to take a... I was, that I got my ass kicked in an ATM. <laughs> I wanted to take a video to show my brother. Uh, my brother plays bass, and Shintaro's bass player was this cool girl with this like rad... I don't even know how to describe it, like wooden bass. Cool, rad. Tubular. Cool, rad, wooden bass. And uh, I got really stoned at the intermission, and I went back and wanted to take a video, and they were jamming such a rad fun jam and i'm fucking like zooming in getting all the angles four minutes easy and then i noticed uh i didn't hit record (laughs) i was just zooming 
I've, I've, on my phone camera screen i've definitely done that in phone and just with the camera like with my old job when i had to go film stuff and I, i've like had to yeah. pretend like let's let's take it one more time for safety and it's not for safety it's because i oh you like, know what I the camera glitched one. on that one <laughs> i got real like uh like hot in my face and like red cheeked Braggart. i thought that like someone behind me must be watching and must have noticed what a fucking idiot move i just made right and you always think everyone's looking at you. Stone Paranoia. Yeah. Uh, great show, though. Great album. Shintaro Sakamoto. Let's Dance Raw. Bam! Didn't you say uh, somebody sent you questions or no? I put out a little feeler. Because I, I have some. I got a couple. You can do yours. None of them are very spectacular. Also, there's a, a follow-up from last week's fan mail segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jeff's segment. This is from Jeff, who sent the uh, the care package. Uh, by the way, this this beaker bong, pretty tight. Oh, dude, give you a hard time about that crack pipe, but I've I've just like I, I, I have continue. a new answer to how I smoke my weed now, and I, I just like switched from one hitters out of a beaker to bong. your to your bong, and it does now it's eat like up weed. It's eaten through the weed, it but I'm getting high, dude. It eats <laughs> up weed. But it gets you a lot higher than a one hitter. That's great. Uh, yeah, no, I'll I'll continue to give shit about the crack pipe, but the the beaker bong. Yeah, thanks was again. The move. So there was all these gifts all from had to Jeff. Send was the beaker bong. So uh, to that point, it says, "Good morning, guys. We can't take credit for the records. Must be another Jeff that likes you." Again, there was an Ohio address. There and was, a, and a, I think Kentucky or something. So the the Billy Colburn. What is it? Col- Cobham. Cobham. <laughs> um, and the George Carlin record. Terms looking at the the Cobham record right now. It is Cobham. This was from um, a different Jeff, so I wanted to clear that up. Thank, thank you, you, both Jeffs. Both Jeffs. Uh, I did listen to A Funky Thide of Sings, and that also is a kick-ass album that Slapper. should be recommended. That does slap. Um, also, I want to point out that Jeff says, per, per our conversation last week, it says, Term, I need you to listen, the face on the bong and the 7.62 millimeter is full metal jacket. So it is the guy in the Edgar suit. I fucking nailed it. I said it looks like Vincent D'Onofrio. You and did? that's who he was going for. No way. So I'm the shit. I just want to point that out. I nailed it. Yeah. Um, I 100% would never have guessed I even, I, that you were going for Vincent D'Onofrio. Why you got to put a guy who fucking 10 seconds later blows his brains out on my bong? I don't know. I think you just answered your own question. You're trying to tell me something, Jeff? Nine, eight, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's that you have, um, thanks again to both Jeffs. Um, you know, I always throw out a little line here and don't get too great of nibbles. Um, seriously, like when I ask people to ask us questions, I don't every, it's like every time I ask people to send questions for the podcast, I only get people who apparently have never listened to the podcast and have not heard us answer these questions that we've answered 50 times. All right. Chill out. Take a breath. Take three. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It just stresses term out because it'll be like, I'm going to throw out a feeler, get some questions. And then if you get, if you get no questions, you're pissed off. Like, well, fucking get, nobody gave me anything. I'm happier when I get no questions. And then if you get questions, cause like, Hey, give me a question. Then they'll give you one. And then you just get, you go, you get mad. This is the best one. You just go like, oh, fucking, th- this is your question? And it's like, now why, why are you stressing Who yourself Who would you out? collab with? Like, we haven't answered that 16 <laughs> times. This is the best one. Have you and Ak ever had beef over a track? I think we've even answered a similar version of that in the past, about mm-hmm. like negotiating in the studio. But beef? Like what, where, where we dissed each other on our follow-up track? Or just like, you know, where there was like a... 
uh, a period in the studio of us like, no, you should do it like yeah. this. <laughs> I want the beat drop to come in here. It's my big dick, and I want to fuck now. I guarantee the record deal. Our stuff is that good. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> Nothing that's ever been like beef. No. At all. I mean, I hate all of his parts, and he doesn't like my voice. Exactly. So, I mean, we never really uh, gel. I feel like all us his stuff suggesting sucks, things. Mine is great, and he feels the same. One of us suggesting something to the other is probably like something that doesn't happen that often. It probably should happen more. Um, and maybe that's it. Doesn't happen that much out of fear of beef. Honestly, I kind of forget. We haven't recorded all fucking years, so I like I don't remember. The closest thing that I could think of that is nowhere n- that is nowhere near beef is um your lucky quarter line. Uh, what's your opening? Say your opening oh, four oh bars. Oh yeah, uh, the can't sit even sort of like I spaced can't it sit out. even sort of still. Yeah, you give me notes and like I said, that sometimes. You should you should wait one half a second and go can't sit even sort of still instead of can't sit wait, even sort of still. Let me start still. from the beginning because you know how I gotta do it. Turn a couple quarters, do a quarter mill. Fortune looking unfortunate, can't afford to ignore that I'm poor as shit. Can't sit, can't sit even, even sort of still. So turn would have rather had it uh, ignore that I'm poor as shit. Can't sit even sort of still. Yes. And re- instead of can't sit, even sort of still. I made the suggestion. You said, fuck that suggestion. We, and I'll usually uh, like accommodate it and try it. And then like sometimes I'll be stubborn and other times I just genuinely like it my way. For, all, I, yeah, for a whole minute after you said you were going to do it your way, in my head I went, my way's better. Fuck sure. that. And we should do it my way. I've had the same and suggestions for term. And <laughs> usually if I'm going to like, if I'm going to make a suggestion... It will be something that's like I could live with either way. Like, or I, right. I mean, there's been things that I really, I, I said borders because I remember there was, I don't remember what it was, but I asked you to change no, something and we like, we bartered because you want the same, similar thing. It's always like a timing thing. You hear it differently or like instead of can't sit, even say, can't sit even sort of or something. Like, there was a, something in the same song or in something else on Planet of the Shapes where like you made a suggestion like that and I just, the rule of thumb in my head is like if if I don't have like the justification, if I can't fight for it and say like why I like it my way, and I think I even did with like the separation of like church state can't sit even sort of and like why I wanted it to to pop out or something. If I'm not that tied to it, I'll just do it the other way. I'll just try that out. A lot of times I like it just fine or I like it even better. Yeah. Um, leaving the space there. Uh, but it's again, I think it's the point being it's such a it's always such a minor thing. It's never like, and sometimes we'll give each other rhyme suggestions, but it's not like you have to take them. It's not like, hey, fuck you. Now we have beef because I suggested something and you didn't. So, no. Sometimes um, it's a little like, a little like, like you said, maybe an air of like five minute resentment or like, yes. Ah, it would have been better if you did it my way, but fuck you. If you I'm dope. Your song, your verse. Um, how does I'm dope go? The, the hook. There was a bit of a disagreement on how the hook should be structured. Yeah. I feel pretty damn good right now. I feel good, good. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm doopy doop. I'm dope. I'm doopy doopy dope. dope. Uh, yeah, I had something like I didn't like that second part. I'm These fresh would be better as fuck. Stories I'm dope. If we remembered exactly what we. I wanted it to just be. I feel pretty damn good right now. I feel good, good. Yeah, but it's always something that like you need to. I, I, I've. 
I vouch for or I'd fight for mention anything like but also you need to be okay with that person like saying no and just kind of nixing it and vetoing some and then other time but like you won't know unless you throw all the shit at the wall and then there's plenty of shit where it's like maybe not worth mentioning and then you don't mention it I feel like we ultimately uh at this point anyways trust each other to like hey if that if that if he's cool with that I'm cool with it it also at the end of the day it's not going to sound bad I trust that right. no matter what, it's like, hey, I think you should have left a little more space there or put this word over here or flip this. And it's like, I'll try it. Uh, no, nah, I think I'm going to keep it the way it is. No. Nah. Often and then, now. Either way, it's going to sound fine. And no one's like, no one will ever mention like, you should have put more space before the word can't sit, you know. Often no now, one will ever think of that. It's just a thing we think of working on it. My, my main uh, suggestions that I'll give out are, are usually like, uh, it, it, the line is too wordy. You don't have to say, but. Right there. You don't have right. to say and. You don't have to say yo, we. Yeah. Um, and th- there's a lot of stuff where I'll look back at the song from Spooky Language or something. And when we do it live, I just edit it now and I don't say those words. But at the time, I didn't notice. And I think both of us are more naturally aware of that. So we don't even have to recommend it as much because we know where the fat can be trimmed better now than we did fat 10 trimming. years ago. And then also when it comes to like, so the I'm dope example, that was your hook. We usually kind of... Uh, Whoever thinks of the hook on a song, it's a little bit more their song, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dope was your hook. It was your idea and everything. Right. That's, so that's... I threw out my what I thought, and when you said no, I, I hear it this other way, it's like, all right, I'm not going to argue because it's your fucking sorry, hook I feel anyway. like we've answered this question also, but... Oh, like, well, I shut my mic off. There's a... Uh, when I'll... Um, Went blank. Shut your mic off. I forgot. Whole that's, mic that's, went blank. Whole head went blank. You shut been, your head off. You've been listening to the TV. <laughs> uh, what was it? The fucking suggestion? I don't know. When it's uh, whoever's whoever wrote the hook, it's kind of more so their song, and I don't budge too hard. If it's your hook, I'll make my suggestion. Right. And oh, if, the point I was going to make being um, I did it. I'll get uh, attached. A lot of times, I'll get attached to the. Uh, the earlier draft of a song that takes like years to work on and then something will change right and i'll be slow to accept that change even if it is better like a paralyzed comes to mind there was like some minor lyric difference that you changed in the hook but it, again it was like whoever you know it's a little more your song you came up with that chorus to that beat so it's like you get final cut at the end of the day i will still throw my suggestions out but there is always this like well like you know he he had this other vision and i'm kind of following that direction and you can use those those songs to like yeah barter system trade off like all right well i'll change this back if you like maybe train change this it starts a discussion that can become positive but at the same time i feel like it's always so insignificant and then at the end of the day it always sounds good it definitely paralyzed sounds better now than whatever the older version sounded like right like definitely but at the time i remember saying like dude you should change it back why are you changing it it's not if it ain't broke don't fix it and there's that because i'll i'll listen to a draft for months and then we'll go back in the studio and change something like that seems like a dramatic change, even though it might be like two words. It's like, no, dude, why, why are you changing that? We we had it right the other way, but it's all it's all moot point. It doesn't fucking matter. It it's usually a an improvement or a good <laughs> note. So, uh, yeah, no beef, uh, no sh- beef. And I feel like sometimes <clears throat> we'll we'll maybe be a little more persistent, or I'll I'll throw it out a, a few times, or like. You know, you'll 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 mention it at a couple studio sessions and three strikes and you're out it if you're really trying to. But it's again, I don't think it will ever it's never led to like a, like I'm leaving the studio because we can't fucking get along and make right. music. There's other stressful shit that goes on, but there's been we trust each other. I've uh, had to like uh, 
tell myself internally, just say it. Uh, whatever suggestion I'm feeling like making, because it's right. like, what are you afraid of? What are you, you going to yeah. get punched in the face because you tell them to do it a different way? If you feel this way, you better say it, or the song is forever going to feel, or is ever gonna, is forever going to sound a way that you don't love. Right, and even suggesting it, even if you don't take it, like I feel better. I feel better that I suggested it, and that you heard the suggestion, and that we decided as a group or something that that's not going to be the move. On then, rather than not suggest it, and then keep that, that in my head. On, I've lived with that in the past too much. On Muff Hugger, Prob said... Uh, Something to ease my mind, disappear for a couple months at a time. All right. And I I wanted to in the time, and I bit my tongue for no reason. It's not like he was going to say weeks for the rhyme, ease my mind. Ease my mind, disappear for a couple weeks at a time. And then I bet Prob, if he wanted to keep it, he might have tried it, but he would have said like, yeah, but months, I want to like... I'd rather not go for the rhyme. I'd rather go for the length of time, weeks versus months. And that's what I'm saying when, I mean, like, that if it makes if, no sense. But. Sure, it is. For a couple <laughs> weeks at a time versus for a couple months at a time, it's showing, like, how much longer you go. Rhyme over truth, always. I don't, I don't think so. Sometimes. Uh, but, and usually, I'll go like 95 5 on the rhyme over truth thing. But sometimes I'd rather right. have the truth in there a little bit. No, no it's a stickler. Uh, it's me being a stickler. And that's, I'm just using it as an example. I'm making it up. This conversation with Prop never happened. But like, uh, that's what I'm saying where like if I have a reasoning where it's like, no, I kind of would, I, may, I might even change it to years. I want, I want this line to be about like how long I've been out of my mind or whatever it is, you know? It, it and it's, but it's longer months. than a couple weeks. Uh, ease my mind, my just disappear for, for how a long couple I years at a time. Still works. Exactly, but like that's what I'm saying. Like if you can fight for it, if there's if you were going for something else, if there's a something you're clinging, but if there's not that, and if it's there, there is nothing. It's like yeah, then I'll take the note. Yeah. I'm just gonna. But I had it. I wanted it this way, and this is why. Like that's another like video editing thing. Is like what I've learned from that is. You know, just be able to justify it. Be able to fight for why'd you do that there? Why is there a fade here instead of like just a, a hard cut? It looks weird. We're not transit. Well, I was thinking like be have something to say for it. And then you know, whatever. The conversation is better than what Term just said of like wishing you had said it. And if and then uh, even if it doesn't get taken, you're just glad you said it. And if your answer to why did why did you make that decision is just like oh because I felt like it because I wanted to and just, I think that's what good I did, too. Then be open to changing it because it clearly right. didn't mean that much to you. Then that conversation just showed you maybe you should care a little more about yeah. you know being open to changing it or like I don't know I just want it. It's like well that's not a now you know that's not you don't have a good reason right yeah. like now the conversation no point pointed that out and it doesn't need to become a bad situation there's no fight point in fighting to keep something that you couldn't even justify its existence exactly. in the first place that's that's the whole rule is like if there is a reasoning and a justification that you you're it's worth mentioning god damn it wow worth i don't remember <laughs> what i was saying rebooted uh, my brain yeah if you can fight for it fight for it but if there's no fight to be had and it doesn't and you don't know and it's like i just thought it was cool well then i don't know i'm glad i mentioned it think about it think about it a little more because could be cooler to change it joseph knutson made up name who the fuck are the knutsons man <laughs> um i think we've answered this before too you called me a hipster for my answer who's your favorite artist john lennon like not just me like artist yeah could be a photographer could be a painter could be a a tuba player sure john lennon give me a fucking tuber i'll get you something <laughs> out of it i'm an artist I um, said Caravaggio, and you said I'm the ultimate Oh, I thought hipster. you said John Lennon. Maybe that was just a music question. In any event, we have done all this before. Yes. <laughs> Who's your favorite painter, bro? Me? Mm -hmm. I don't have one. Wow. You know who I think is great? Ivan Albright. 
Is it Albright? No, you're actually wrong. I'm the I'm the authority on a pronouncing painter. I can't even say the words. Yeah, it is Albright. Uh, the guy that did fucking the picture of Dorian Gray. Look at that painting, bro. Ivan Albright was the shit. Yeah, it looks like a zombie. Psychedelia. I like zombies. I'm just simple. I don't know painters, but I do like zombies. Um, everything else we've answered. Are you ever going to come to Europe? We would love to. Yeah, those questions are all. On we hold. would. You guys love to before the virus. You guys, now. the mayor just said I'm not supposed to leave until like next year, <laughs> and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go. You know what really chaps my ass is that this is the first year in five years that I've been home with the opportunity to see my mom, to see my family on Thanksgiving. We're always on the road for Thanksgiving. We've been on the road since 2015. There hasn't been 16? one. No. This one. is the, the last four years. Of last like a, year it was would Wax have been tour, one. It was UBI tour. It was the Stevie tour. And like, it wasn't and no the more Stevie jobs tour. tour. Last year it would have been one, but oh, we decided yeah, we did to fly shows, out to Florida for four Florida. shows. So it's a second Wax thing over Thanksgiving. Um, and we we basically weighed it: is having my first Thanksgiving at home in four years important, or like spending four yeah. days with some homies in Florida? But also, like I don't know, it was just like. A, yeah, it was, that's kind of what it was. Homies in Florida, but also like it was a you know wax and UB's tour, and uh, yeah, it just sounded fun and just sounded like something that we shouldn't say no to. If Thanksgiving we're not does make... not mean that much to me, especially well, it, after it started taken meaning less because of all these four years, years away. off. Uh, but anyways, I was kind of earlier in the year, like even knowing at the end of last year that uh, we talked about it, like we, my family and I, we talked about like you know maybe I'm gonna try not to be on the road next year. It was sort of a plan, like go to your mom's. I'm going to, but I'm just saying we're not going to fucking Europe. Like this right. is where we're being told I can't go like ten miles away. Or I'm not supposed to, even and like being told that chaps my ass when this is the first in five years. I've even had the option like fuck you. I'm gonna go see my family if I want to see my family. I don't and know if we're even allowed in Europe. That's what I'm saying. Will it's they like take us? Those when are you touring questions are like, dude. It's they're telling me they don't want me to see my mom. Whenever they'll she take lives me. right the fuck over there. So. Uh, yeah, like we got to wait this shit out. It's different everywhere. And in Chicago, it's not great. It's not great right now. Um, anyways, moving on. Hudson writes in, Hey fags, fuck all those people hating on comeback. Like Adolf Sittler, fags, Sittler, come, like Adolf, I'm listening. <laughs> like Adolf Hitler said, the Palmer squares are fire. You guys should check out okay. Huckleberry by Sam Lachow. Matilda is a standout track. Best Hudson Lewis. And he writes back in and says, let me edit that Hitler joke. Like Hitler said, this shit's gas. Nice. What was he recommending? Um, Huckleberry by Sam Lachow. L-A-C-H-O-W. Matilda, standout track. Start there. Sam. Let's go. Let's go. Lachow. Cue it up, dude. Matilda. Oh, what? Come on, Why bro. are you not connected? This is from Matilda. <laughs> Yeah, this is somebody whose name I've seen. Uh, Matilda. Am I saying this right? Sam Lachow? Lachou. Le- yeah, I feel like it, when the CH is in the middle of the name, Le- it's got a Lachau. He's French. Okay, Lachau. Wow. Wow, dude. I like this guy. He heard me. I needed help. He answered. That's exactly how it looks. I guess I got caught. I thought Sammy was invincible. Oh, my, 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 was I wrong? Home until the high eyes so brown. Home 
What's this guy look like? Uh, it's gonna what do you think this guy looks like? Um, less freaky than Tom McDonald, but a little more like maybe somewhere between like Lil Xan and Tom McDonald. Like nope. at least one face head. Nope. No. So then a to then a total nerd with a fucking button-down shirt and a tie. Nope. No pocket protector. No cardigan. Like a, no nothing. A little cooler version of you. Oh. I didn't. I didn't mean no do, hate, do, Sam. Do, do, he looks like he could kick my ass. So I'm sorry, but I didn't mean that, Sam. This guy couldn't kick your ass. We wouldn't know. It's like if he's there, who's Ack? <laughs> this guy. Yeah, dude. He, yeah, that guy would kick my ass. I think he'd give in him a little, rap battle. I think he'd put up a good fight. In All a right. rap battle. It's no Shintaro Sakamoto. Um, but yeah, I've seen that dude's name. Uh, never, never peeped. Uh, you give me a couple more weeks of Muay Thai, I'll take on Sam Lachow. <laughs> Dude, I got kicked in the liver today, real good. Yeah, he's gonna be change his name to Sam Lich. Ow, because uh, it's gonna hurt when. And I hit it him. had to have like only been fifty percent force. Wait, you said you got hit in the liver? Mm-hmm. Kicked right kicked in the in belly. Uh, doubled over, like uh, would have been like the end of the round. <laughs> Thankfully, it was the end of the round. It was like a second before the bell. Or second, yes. So I got to just like, uh, oh, I can stop now. I could just double over. Uh, I let out a, a, a genuine, uh! <laughs> So yeah, you still have more training to do. Oh, yeah. You're a novice. I, I mean, that's what anybody will you tell will you. You will grunt more quietly next time. Everybody, uh, before I started training, uh, told me, no matter what you train, the first couple months is just you getting beat up. Yeah. You know? You got to take your licks. Yeah, but that's how you learn to be good at anything. That's how you like, learn to defend yourself. Yeah, failing, making mistakes, learning how to correct those mistakes. I think my biggest, uh, what I need work on the most is defending myself, keeping my guard up, learning, you know, the defensive shit. Right. Uh, I'm at the point still where, like, if a guy lands, like, four or five shot combo in a row, like, I kind of just, like, ball up. <laughs> Stop like, hitting me. You know, so I got to get more, I got to, you got to get like not scared of being punched in the face and I'm not there yet. Right. I've, I will get punched in the face and I do, but I'm, I don't want it to happen. No, that's like, you know, the main deterrent to keep me from being more interested in so I don't, <coughs> I'm never going to train to get punched in my face. Yeah. I don't think I'm going <coughs> to, that's not a thing that I, uh. I'll take verbal abuse. Maybe I'll like try comedy one day and get no laughs or get booed off stage. Me. You suck! And nope. <laughs> you were you booed off the stage. Yes! <laughs> Took, yeah! Still got it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, dude. Term's finding all the new ones. Very, very glad to have Forrest Griffin with us in the soundboard. Reprogrammed. Yeah! Still got it! Yes! Woo! Yes! In your face! In your face, in your face. How you blew it, dude. You blew it. You, 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 you blew That's Francis and Gano. <laughs> Fuck you, That's not the one I wanted. Mm -mm. All right, moving on. Here's another. Uh, here's a voicemail. Hey, Squares. Hey, Just squares. wanted to uh, hey, let Term know. Why are you saying everything in like I'll two word increments? Down to the rest of the world there. On your mic is uh, oh so pleasing to everybody's ears. Later, fags. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that I also record the podcast on a Nokia brick. Burn, dude. Asshole. He got you. And then he burned you back. Yeah, dude, that's how you sound. That's, that's not how, you how sound. I sound. I yeah, sound like a fucking dude who's chilling, who like... Term is reaching into his bag to find food to eat now because he's a he's stubborn like, prick. <laughs> he's reaching in his bag looking for a, a P3, like, more interesting way to get your protein pack. I brought a really quiet snack this week. Yeah, it won't stop you from eating it. This guy's just got... It's like he knew you were going to call mm-hmm. in. He's got fucking baby carrots. Perhaps the crunchiest thing you can put in your mouth. Just waiting, like the top of his backpack. He didn't have to reach to the bottom. You know, I don't really care what that guy is just saying. You know, you know it, it's always, you use your gut instinct, the first initial reaction, and your initial reaction to him was what? Why the fuck does it sound like this? Why are you taking, why, what are you slapping your lips? No, what was annoying me was his yeah. cadence of, that's you, that's what you hey, sound term. like. Just wanted to let you know. Yeah, that's what you sound like. And the truth hurts. That this is what you sound like. Sometimes you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. When you chew on the podcast. That's why you feel the way you do right now. That's why you feel the way you do right now. This is what I sound like. I sound like a cool guy. (laughs) It's cool. It's chill. It's chill. It's It's cash. It's cash. Business cash. It's cash. It's dope. This is our business and I'm being cash. Okay. Yo, this is uh, James Ryan from Southern California. I'm just wondering, have you guys ever thought of holding a contest where uh, you guys make a beat, have two verses? And have a third verse empty. Somebody asked this and two weeks ago. Per- this is an exact repeat of a question we had recently. Is it this the same one? That's yeah, a theme of some of the questions we already got today. Person or the Don't play it. We already answered it. We already did like five minutes. That beat. You can charge $100 a, you know, an entry and... It's like this guy. If this isn't is the same guy... If this is not to you. If this isn't the same guy as before, it's like... It's like he listened to the other guy... And then called in and repeated it. He's got the whole part about a hundred dollars per entry structure. Pick the best person, and then you get to find out which one of your people or your fans is the best rapper. Just thought that was a interesting idea. Not a unique one. Smooches. No, it's a good idea. But also, I don't really want to know which of our fans is like as good as or better than me at rapping might be a like, good idea but it's not interesting it's maybe not like an interesting idea i'm not interested maybe i don't want to expose how much competition for us there is out there maybe maybe we get this guy in a song and two weeks later he's the next fucking jack harlow yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be any more uh, springboard okay i want to springboard us okay if jack harlow so never played you. that show <laughs> with us at reggie's when's gonna be my time I yeah dude wanna, we launched him i just want a song with the city city girls yeah is that it? I already forgot everything about how that went, but it was Hoyt. Uh, let's do another question. Real ass bitch, give a frick about a snorkel. Hey, TPS. <sighs> so I was that guy that called, I think, like a few months back about insecurity and how it affects your guys' lives. Oh, do you and think it was a few months back? On the podcast, how you guys say it's like brutal whenever you have to tell people that you do podcasts, understandably with uh this day and age and with everybody doing it it's kind of like oh it's embarrassing but you know it's not brutal right and it's and it's about who you're telling it to you know like it's it's someone whose respect i'm looking for brutal (laughs) then it's brutal um but yeah that's what it's just it's just a reminder that i'm not shit it's like i guess i i sure i 
I'm a rapper and I have a podcast, so I should be like, yeah, big ups. Like, I'm proud of that. I am proud of it, but I just can't act like I am. It's not like, like if I were a doctor, I would swing my dick like I was a doctor. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, I'm actually, um, what's, I'm a surgeon. What's something similar? I would chuckle and I would be a fucking arrogant prick like I should be because I'm a doctor. What's something similarly embarrassing as telling someone that you do a podcast, that you have a podcast? I got three balls. It's like a comparison I'm trying to look for. Hmm. It's like telling someone that I voted Me. You suck! <laughs> you blew it! For Justin Guarini on Sh- American shut Idol. Shut up! <laughs> he goes on. That fascinates me, and I'm really, really curious to know, like, how often that happens to you, like not only in podcasts, but with rapping. And are, are there any like notable experiences where you've like been in a room and all the attention got brought on the fact that you were a rapper and people yes. started all the time. playing your music and you just kind of had to awkwardly like, yes. like yes. hang out with it. I, I think about these scenarios all the time. Like I just, it, it really does like interest me your guys' lifestyle because it's not normal and I feel like it's like constantly having to deal with like the wait let me explain and it's like are there any like notable or funny stories that have uh, arose out of that um, thanks for hearing me out hope you guys have a great day See ya. very polite definitely not notable or funny but there are stories yeah it happens again all the time a lot of times we'll um We'll crash at a fan's house. Like, we've done it a bunch in the past 10 years. Uh, it's, like, all we did for a while, and we still did it as recently as our last tour. It saves money, and we make friends over the, you know, all over the country, and we can yeah. rely on some of those folks the next time, blah, blah, blah. But so, a lot of those have been awkward. Some are great, and it's just, like, you know, they don't even, like, treat you like somebody who was uh, on a stage or did it, whatever. And it's, like, I, I kind of want a little of that. Yeah, yeah, suck my dick a little bit. You know, come on. You know, tell me I'm awesome. I want to hear a little bit. Always but want my dick. When people want to, that's the thing. People want to put our own music on a lot, or they'll like show somebody who's lesser known. Like my my girlfriend had a friend of hers over recently and was like telling her about you know we were talking about Palmer Squares and and like she had the instinct to put on and I was like don't you dare like you know better like I'm when not gonna someone sit else in my living room and listen to my songs and like it's what? just let's let's we'll, we'll we'll get out of this conversation or we'll talk about. Uh, you know, this a different way, but we're not just going to sit here and like have me sit and listen to my own music. It's uncomfortable. My buddy recently had a friend of his stay at our place because she was directing a video uh, for him. Uh, her name's Pune Ghana. She's a fucking really talented photographer and director. Uh, and she was crashing at our place and we got on whatever the subject that I do this to or I make music videos and someone was like, you know, you should check out some of Seth's stuff. Uh, and I'm in the other room, and I hear it like, uh, right. I mean, there's stay that, in this you, room, don't but, go into that one. But also, what are you supposed to do? That's the way to show somebody what we do. It's but then like, I hey, get, look at this video they made. You uh, know? With their choosing for her of what to watch, so now I'm like, yep. I got to interject here because yeah, they put that. on Paralyzed. And as proud as we are about the Paralyzed video and it's the professionalism and everything, I also wanted to show her because uh, they needed dancers, and I was recommending Tiana to her. Uh, but I feel like uh, in the Paralyzed video, especially, I look like a douche. <laughs> I got the fucking white shirt 
Nah, dude, with the swag. dress pants and the goofy gold chain. Dude, you're dripping swag. I look Stop like it. an asshole. And it's also not like a, a great... Rohypnol, to me, is like a good example yeah, of my rapping capabilities. Yeah, but we're talking about rapping capabilities versus looking like an asshole. I like, want to show her... You have singing capabilities, too, that they're showing in Paralyzed. I want to show her Rohypnol or Hall of Famers or something. Why don't you just show her all that? Just walk out of your room and be like, hey, guys. Because I want to have a fucking hey guys, me this, marathon play, in the living room Play, play Rohypnol and then retreat to your quarters again. No, I had him. I put on Hall of Famers to show her. Like uh, to me, Hall of Famers. I like Hall of Famers more, just as a movie nerd, uh, yeah. and all of the crazy references we did, it's and we got to like, shoot it at a. Look, I get it. Sometimes someone's Cinespace. gonna put your music video on, and you're in the room or something, and like. Sometimes when it's new, I'll be the one to put it on. I'll be like, watch this new shit. But yeah, it's like, it's weird. And I, maybe it's the juxtaposition of like just having like played a show sometimes and like not knowing where we were going to sleep. And then we wind up somewhere and we're trying to like wind down and, just, you know, we're chilling with somebody in fucking Ohio somewhere. And it's just like, ah, finally, we're just chilling. We're, we're, I'm on a couch with a, with a bong in front of me. And like, I can, and then they're like, you know, it then that, well, like this caller just said, like all the focus somehow gets shifted onto you that you rap. And then someone who wasn't at the show that came by afterwards is like, oh, yeah, rap something. Or like, no, we'll put on this video. And now I'm in this mode of like, no, I just did the, the I, my thing. Anything's over, better yeah, than being asked to rap right now. Yeah, for sure. That's why, I mean, that's Proof always why we say, do. I mean, it's also a, an easy out uh, for not freestyling. But that's part of it. It's like, I don't want to go rap like an 80-minute set. And then a second I walk off stage, like before I dab my head with a towel sometimes, there's like somebody going like, yo, you want to spit freeze? You want to, yo, you want to spit a freestyle with me? And it's like... I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I do. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no, I'll hang out. Let's go hang out. And like, maybe yeah. we will later. But it's like, no, dude. I just did that for a period of time, and I would like a an my, interim here, a little gap. One of my favorite scenes uh, in Inside Lewin Davis, which is one of my favorite uh, Coen Brother movies, uh, about a folk singer played by Oscar Isaac, who's kind of like his own worst enemy. Uh, he's a musician and he's got like too much integrity for his own good where it keeps like kind of shooting him in the foot or he's just mean to people or he'll opt for the automatic payment instead of royalties yeah. and then the song's a hit or whatever. Uh, and he goes to a, a friend's house who are going to let him crash. So like an older couple, a professor and his wife, and they ask him to like sing one of his songs for their company. You know, and he gets out his guitar and there's a lot more to the story. He sings like an old song that he used to do with a partner of his who's now dead. And the guy's wife starts singing the, the partner's part. And he immediately like stops and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then blows up on them and then gives them the whole spiel of like, look, I don't ask you to come over and do a lecture on the people of Mesoamerica or whatever the fuck. You know, this is my job. I'm not a jukebox. You don't stick a quarter in my ass. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say was I like that scene. No, that's how it is. And I, <laughs> I don't want to be scene. like... Oh, whatever you pre-Columbia bullshit. There's also been times where it's like, I don't, don't want to do it. Where's his scrotum? I'm also somewhere in like Canada, in like Vancouver, and there's some guy who's a fan. And it's like, yeah, let me just spit a Vancouver. freestyle for a minute. Like, I suck at freestyling. I don't even want to do it. But like, I also like, I'm whatever, I'm in a good mood. I... These fans just want to fucking spit a rap and like it doesn't matter if it's terrible. Uh, I don't know. Like I'll just I'll engage because almost like the bartering over studio shit. It's like I don't have a really good like a real good fight here. Like why I shouldn't just rap with you guys outside even though I just rapped for fucking over an hour. Like I'll go do it. If I'm I don't want to do it, but I'll do it for a little bit. If you get me back to your place after a show and I'm hanging out and somebody puts on some instrumentals and starts a cipher or whatever, yeah, expect me to leave the room. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to stay in the room. I thought to you listen. were going to say you were just going to go into your catalog bag of like, it's no. like this. I got the mic grip with a tight I'm going fist. to walk <laughs> into one of the other rooms where there isn't instrumentals playing and people ciphering. And I'm going to hang out I'm in gonna there. I'm going to eat baby carrots. So long. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Where he says, like, because there, there's. Especially after a show. Here's one of my favorites where um, I was out uh, drinking heavily with an old acquaintance. And then this old acquaintance and I ended up. At what uh, we were invited by somebody organizing this, it's a fan and whatever. But it it was a couple years ago on like a rooftop in Chicago, some party, and it was a party for like the VH1 Black Ink crew. Oh my god! And it's some like I'm I don't so know what that is. I did not get roped into this. I don't know. Yeah, you weren't around that day. This was a total just a me thing. But they were like inviting us. Like, there's this party. You should come by the party. Like. We're That's fans. A YP. I, wa- I want you to what? And and so we'd been drinking all day, and it was like this sounds like there's this party over here party over here and like uh, black ink crew is a show about like all right now you're talking above my head all right I- there's a uh, like tattoo artists i guess or like it's it's reality tv it's a stupid reality show on vh1 about a black tattoo parlor in chicago you don't have to say it with such vitriol black, black tattoo. Tattoo. <laughs> jesus christ buddy <laughs> but anyway so they're having this black ink crew uh whatever series season something release blah mm-hmm. blah come over and then we're like hammered so we're like yo let's just blah, get a blah, cab like let's go let's go over like this is a drunk like fuck it there's probably more booze over there anyways i get there pretty foggy it's me and uh two others but the dude who invited us is like he was like the only white guy in like this event uh, of like a black TV cast and yeah. a lot of black supporters, uh-huh. but anyways, he proceeds because he can't. He's, he's meeting me. He's just meeting me. I guess he's a big Palmer Squares fan. And now he starts. I'm drunk, <laughs> and he starts introducing me like one by one to people, black people, mind you. As and these are his words. <laughs> this is the best white rapper in Chicago. This guy right here is the best white rapper in Chicago. And then I would be like, uh, like immediately, I'm like bashful. I'm like, I don't, I, okay, I don't know why we're talking racial, but nobody, uh, nobody even uh, knows. No, you know, exactly. Nobody like, even knows another white rapper to challenge exactly. that. Exactly. Don't even do this to me right now. It's like I guess he is the best. There are, he's the only one. Um, but it's just like I would much rather you say like, hey, I'm a big fan of this guy. He's a rapper from Chicago. Like just, it, it's a black nobody event. Everyone wants said, to be best set white up. rapper. To, it's like you're making it racial to every single person I'm meeting. To the one guy who I'm guessing is like a main character or a lead star type of the Black Ink Crew, his, he, he, this guy's introducing me to him now and goes, hey, this, I want you to meet somebody. Best white, and, I, and I'm like embarrassed. I'm just like, I can't believe this is what I, what I signed up for here tonight. I thought I was going to have a drink and just kind of bump elbows, and now I'm being paraded around like some, some deity, some just like some white deity. Introduce like, don't, don't me do as that. the best white rapper in Chicago once. Shame on you. <laughs> right. So he's taking me around, and I'm, I'm getting uncomfortable, and I'm kind of like looking over Five my shoulder. Times? couple times and then it gets to the the main character i don't know he seemed like the most popular guy there like from the show anyways he goes best white rapper uh in chicago this guy acumenal palmer square is the best white rapper in chicago and he just gives me like this like this not even a nod of like a huh all right like huh okay and then immediately like brushes past me to grab the dude who's in and go like hey bro what the fuck's the matter with you like he pulls him aside and goes in his ear and he says why the fuck are you disrespecting your own people out here he said something like that. Like, I was drunk, but I remember he used something about, like, why are you disrespecting your people? Black guy to white guy. Why are you out here disrespecting your own people? Um, I was super uncomfortable, and I, we pretty much, so like... were you confused? Like, is he asking why that guy's out here disrespecting me? I don't know. Because I'm his people. Couldn't tell if it was, like, a, a Black Ink family uh, Was people, that a racial, or, uh, your racial, people? 
I, it was so weird because every time it, it was racial to me every time he said it because it's like he wouldn't he would not say white it was rapper. racial every time homeboy yeah. introduced you to anybody so i'm hammered off like bourbon that i've been drinking for hours and i'm just kind of like not doing a great job of like even you know joking my way out of this awkward scenario and then yeah we just kind of like homer simpson into the bush our way out of there a fucking it was just weird and like i don't know if we even said goodbye to the dude it was it got a got a weird vibe and I got kind of paraded around mm-hmm. and that was one that comes to mind is this like every and it's a it's a group of like VH1 black people who probably listen to rap music and other rappers who Probably. legitimately are better than me. You know, they're not going to meet me and go like, yo, word, spit a bar for me. Like, it's not even going to happen. It's gonna, They're going to look at me and they're going to go, Sam Latchow looking motherfucker. Like, yep. go get his ass kicked by Sam Latchow looking motherfucker. <laughs> and Sam just Latchow just... <laughs> on a bad day looking motherfucker. <laughs> so, it was so uncomfortable. And again, hammer drunk. It's not just, it's just, uh, you threw me into oh, this situation where I'm head. like, whoa, I didn't know I didn't know I was going to have a spotlight on me at all. I thought I was just going to come by, say hello, have a drink, and just cash, socialize. But it was like, this guy, hey, the white guy's here. The best white guy is here. Like, don't use these words around it reminds me, me of, um, and this group. <laughs> I remember hearing somebody, I want to say it was might have been Mark Norman, talked about how they opened for Seinfeld, and they kind of like did a no-no, and Seinfeld got mad at them. And the no-no was introducing Jerry... All right, I'm going to bring up your next comic and calling him like the greatest comic in the world right, or something. Right. Here he comes, even, the greatest comic in the world. Even to his own audience, he was like, do not Never call do me that. the greatest in the world. Because yeah. now they're expecting the greatest in the world. Right. Uh, we've also, I'm sure we've had like an even intro. Even in front of your own fans, you don't want that I'm sure up. we've had like a Seinfeld intro where somebody was like, again, the best white rappers in North America or something. I'd be like, why did you just say that? Like... That's yeah. how we'll get brought on stage like at a, at a fucking old event. You know, somebody will say something so hyperbolic. And so like, well, this is a weird like funny, statement anytime to follow. Anybody gives us a very hyped up intro because us, when we grab the mics and that guy leaves, then it's guaranteed it's going to be like, what's yeah. up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, don't, we don't usually run out on stage like, with, a, with you know, superhero energy. Like, what's going on? We don't start like Philadelphia that. Philadelphia makes some noise! A lot of times we'll end Never up there. That. We'll get there. Maybe at the end we'll be screaming because we'll be all covered in sweat and and drunk and drunk off the the audience. Yeah. Uh, but no, like if somebody hypes it up and it's just like the best fucking rappers you'll ever see live. Everybody, the Palmer fucking squares, and then we just like walk out in our vans and sweatpants and just fucking like it's going on. Like it's not a good balance. <laughs> it's a big drop off. Yeah. I guess maybe that's on us to have more energy. I don't know. I feel like we're going to go back on the road after all this, like whenever that is. And it's going to be like wait. even less energy. You know? I cannot I'll wait. be so excited to get back on the road just to walk on stage with the same energy and be like, what's up? I just want to make out with girls in the front row. <laughs> uh, it's one more. I was, that was like, I watched that footage and that whole like show. Uh, that was like a banner show for us too. Not, like, not only was it our Toronto crowd. And that's a top show of career yeah. all time. I remember the energy after the vibe with the homies. Everybody like killed it, and it's part of the fans being part of you know they they went crazy for everything. And uh, I remember even other friends being like backstage or after the show or something. And wait, wait, that was just so much like adrenaline type shit. Where he's like, I just had the fucking best set of my life out there, and now you're gonna tell me like it was just something and a fun thing. But I remember him saying like. Yeah, let's do that. We should totally go do that. Like, let's fucking keep it going. I just had the fucking best set of my life, uh-huh. and now we're going to the fucking club. Like, it was just like this energy of like everybody was doing well. The sound was good. The How fans were amazing. Did I not have you sex made out with three chicks with any of those girls? I don't know. 
I don't know. I know for a fact I didn't have sex that night. I don't know. Why? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't there to wingman you all night. That's probably why. You wouldn't have kissed those chicks if it wasn't for me. Just going to have to. He's putting his hand in his pants right now and smelling it. <laughs> He's marrying <laughs> Catherine Gallaghering his, his own dick. All right, let, last voicemail. His balls. Let, 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 last, last one. Hey, dudes. I just want to say thanks for making the podcast happen every week. I live in the desert. And I live in a town of like 10,000 people. I'm going to school. Move to, to where the food is! And, uh, I don't have any friends, so every week. Move to where the friends are! <laughs> Getting high with some buddies. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Later, fag. Woo! Yeah, wasn't even a question. Got to end on a high note, you know? You just go out with a little little wind in your sail. That was like a, like a hug in voicemail form. Um, I feel embraced. What was his name? Uh, I don't think he said, but whoever you are out there, thanks. Mojave? What desert? We'll be your friends for Mojave. Know, an hour and a half this week. Uh, uh, if you're bored a lot of the times, uh, you should get Mojave's. <laughs> it's, it's not you a know, B, it's a V. You know, my, where my head went earlier when you talked about being drunk on bourbon, I was like... Yo, yo, I'm funny like Bill Bourbon. Yuck. I, first of all, I knew exactly that's where you were going to go. I would have cut you off. <laughs> um, and uh, to read. I'm sipping bourbon. Funny like Bill Bourbon. Couple of eggs in a cup. That's a couple of eggs. Add a few more. That's a cup full of eggs. All right. You follow? Mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting somewhere. Um, someone comments on the It's Cold video. Underrated ASF. Shit dope, ASF. 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 As F. As F. You don't need the S. All right. Does that mean something that, like... Yeah, ASF has got to be a whole different thing. Yeah. As... Uh, suck. Uh, someone comments on the live stream and says, I've been a fan of TPS. For about seven years now, and you guys are one of the few artists that I listen to new music from. I hope you never stop making music. Uh, it's, just that, it's just that one guy's opinion. It's just like your opinion, man. Uh, this is on the Jurassic Cypher, Term. If Term took this more serious, I feel like he'd be rich. I've been telling him that for years. That's just that <laughs> one guy's opinion. Uh, us two guys' opinion. Uh, word video, fire. Plot thickens, video. Sounds like every damn thing else, dot, dot, dot. Ugh. The plot thickens? That's a surprising one to say sounds like every damn thing else. Like everything else we do or just like everything else? I think in both instances he's wrong. I think it sounds different than a lot of the stuff we do. And I think it sounds different than the stuff you hear on Top 40. Absolutely. Here. So Does this sound like suck our dicks, the Neil. plot thickens? Um, and then MC Showcase. That's the number one song. Number two. Why does it disconnect? Clock ticking and you gave it y'all. Doesn't sound like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not in Spanish, first of all. Doesn't sound like that. It's a song in English. Doesn't sound like this. 
<laughs> Let's do every song in your phone. Let's do it. All right. Uh, personally love the train rolling by in the back. Authenticity. In what? MC Showcase. Mm. Um, I mean, that's not like something we did to to provide authenticity. There was just a train coming. Yeah, that's how you know. It's, yeah, if you did it to provide authenticity, it wouldn't be authenticity. It's only authenticity if it's just a train passing. So Touché. I don't know what um, this is interesting. This is the this is an edited version of one I read last week. Edited, where the where a guy on the word video said all the words changed and he didn't know what happened. Right. What the fuck did that guy mean? So I'm glad he cleared it up because it says I don't know if anyone's noticed, but all the lyrics are different now. What the hell happened? The frist verses are different with a few words, or they just made M A I D. Sure, he's pronouncing M A I D more thorough. That's the best part about this. Uh, or pronouncing them more thoroughly so people can understand the word regardless something definitely happened and it is not the same. He even raps about how he made, M-A-I-D, the verses new from the old verse he had a few weeks ago and, well, he drinks his drink, his drink out of a brown bag. How do y'all like that now or along the lines? Anyways, trust, just listen, L-I-S-S-O-N, to his new verses, it tells you, LOL. What? Trust me, fans, I've been following these guys, parentheses, Palmer Squares, since I can remember. <laughs> I'm glad he edited it to make it more clear now with all the extra words. Please be a foreign guy. <laughs> I mean, even for a foreign guy, you still sound like something got dropped on your head. Yeah, for sure. Most concerning... He even raps about he made the verses new from the old verse he had a few weeks ago, and well, he drinks his drink, his drink out of a brown bag. He How do you like his that? Drink, now? His drink out of a brown bag. <laughs> right. When I drink, you drink, I drink. Just we like drink. that. A brown bag. I I was I supposed to nothing. You're was supposed I supposed to, to clarify no, something? You're, you're supposed to learn nothing. I'm more confused now. At no point in your rambling. Anyways, a live stream comment. Okay, and um, no would have. Either, uh, hey fellas, do either of you like the Hot Ones show on YouTube? If so, or no. not, you should acquire some of those hot sauces and eat hot wings on a live stream or something while answering questions. Would acquire be a... some of their hot sauces and eat them in our No, I want to acquire some of their viewers. I want to go if, on their program if I ever yes. do this to what get their, their fan base. Look like? I'm not going to order their sauce and spend money to like just show our fan base a fraction of theirs what, what it's like to He's eat with sauce in our mouth. the worst idea I've ever heard in my Fuck life. you. <laughs> he says, uh, <laughs> would be a swell time, I'd think. Okay, now fuck yeah, you. Yeah, you'd think. More so for us, though. Those wings are hot as fuck. Toodles. I mean, first of all, I don't think that we are the most like bulletproof-mouthed guys for a thing for a segment like that. If we were on the Hot Ones show... Oh, I, I don't do well with hot sauce. It would sauce. quickly end with us crying and begging to leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then on top of it to like, to not even be on their show, but to buy their sauces and do their, your own version of one of their episodes. It's not going to happen, sir. And then Cobra Commander says, do a song with Cage or do a new weirdo track. Thumbs up. I don't know what that means, but thank I you. I don't know who Cage is. It just, uh, I just wanted to start doing this because I feel like I'm the only person who sees our YouTube comments and that's, I, this shouldn't only happen to me. I shouldn't be the only person who has to ingest this shit. Right. It's like Miracle Spring Water. You should not ingest this. You should not fucking see this with your eyes. Uh, but you know what? This podcast exists for you, the fans, for you to write in, to call in, and to get your voices heard, man. No one else is doing it. No one else gives a shit about you but us. This is who they want us to collab with. So you better pay homage. 
We got more monthlies. For now. We're about to launch this guy. Already. Oh my god. Oh, this is your fault, not his. Try and pick apart some major orange perception. Catch frontal lobe damage and not manage correction. Wu-Tangy. Left by the anonymous. Beats brought back to lifetime when I'm abominous. Come around and get your ass shot to clusters. Pretty cool. Fuck yeah. I'll check out some Cage. Let's hang out. Let's hang out with Cage. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. TBR Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so this is where Term remembers all that stuff you wanted to talk about earlier. Go see Mank, the new David Fincher film, if it's playing in any theaters. If you live in a place with theaters, uh, it's a Netflix film. It's black and white, David Fincher, starring Gary Oldman, written by Fincher's dad. David Fincher, the director of Alien 3, mm-hmm. the worst alien. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was. Is it? In the first four, yeah. Come on. Alien, Aliens, so right off the bat, it's not as good as those. And then True. there's Alien. Was there Alien 2 or did it just go to 3? And then there was 4, Resurrection, which in my opinion no, was Aliens better. is Alien 2. Right, and then there was Alien 3, Fincher. Watched uh, the low man on the alien totem pole. Dog Day Afternoon yesterday with an, a young bishop from Aliens, the android guy. Right, such a good movie. It is so good. Like every um, every so often, I'll watch that and just like re- be reminded that movies used to be fucking kick ass. Like yeah. movies used to kick ass. I caught a glimpse of it somewhere earlier yesterday and went. I'm watching Dog Day Afternoon later. Yeah, I'm when I've I get home. I'm that. watching Dog Day Afternoon. It was pulling these fucking samples in the soundboard. I just watched Boogie Nights. I watched The Departed. I didn't even sample that one. I was just like I. I mentioned it last week. I was like, now I have to watch it. Contra fucking band. Um, David Fincher's Anything new with Mark film. Wahlberg, I'll watch it. <clears throat> it's a Netflix film, but I take it they want it to be nominated for awards. So in order to do that, you got to have a small release in theaters. So right now is that small release. And then I think it comes out next week, maybe the week after on Netflix. Uh, definitely, I would recommend if you could see it in theaters, if it interests you. Uh, it's... It's about Herman Mankiewicz, who wrote Citizen Kane, the screenplay, and it's about his process of writing the screenplay. Um, it's and a it's, better movie than Citizen Kane, I'll guarantee it. It's stylized <laughs> and shot and edited like a 40s black and white film. Uh, like when scenes end, like the whole all the lights on the set will go down and then it'll like fade into the next scene the way old movies we're done. The audio is kind of edited like an old movie. So it looks and sounds like shit. You should check it out. It's And be, for that reason, though, uh, when you're in a theater, you're in the theater, you left home, you got here, you paid for a ticket, you're set. You're going to watch what you paid to see. And with a movie like this, especially with young people and a young and young audiences... It's going to flop. I don't think it's going to do like that great of a job on Netflix when people at the... At two clicks. See, right now, it's not going to do that great of a job in theaters either. Oh, of course not. Not this year. Uh, But on streaming services, when you have 200 other options two clicks away, I really don't think a lot of young people are going to stick with this movie. Uh, it's it's there's no guns or action or anything. It's just dialogue. Okay. Uh, but Gary Oldman was great. It's got Cowboy from Full Metal Jacket. Uh, in a role that I totally did not recognize that that's who that was, but he was phenomenal. Amanda Seyfried, who, you know, going into it was like, I'm not that excited about her, but she was good. No one knows who you're talking about. It was a good movie. Jennifer's Body? Come on, bro. Everybody knows Jennifer's Body. Uh, Mank. Mank is a is a recommendation. I just wanted to squeeze that in there. 708-797. Best movie I've seen all year. 3079. Uh, give us a call. Write in. 
Tell me what I should cover my tat with. More tats? P.O. Box 25627, Chicago, Illinois, 60625. If your name's Jeff. Send us some temporary tattoos. Send us some stuff. Hmm? Uh, get some merchandise, spookylanguage.com slash shop. And don't forget that this Black Friday, we're going to be releasing more. Why the Friday got to be blacked out? Uh, with or without it, hoodies, the good note, half dies. Woo! We're literally sitting next to like. Surrounded by boxes. Boxes full of hoodies. They're almost ready. I'm boxed in. I'm boxed in. Boxed in. Song by my dad. Epigees. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, those are coming soon. There below, are. Below the drop. There are 75 white hoodies and 75 black hoodies. So there's more stock than last time. Uh, and, uh, you know, they shouldn't go quite as quickly. And there's not going to be a, a Patreon period for this. They're just going to, you know, no. we're going to put them out uh, for everybody because the patrons got the only dibs of the last run of everything. So we've got more and they're going to be on sale real soon. Uh, pick one up at quick. And this is a good idea if you don't know what to get somebody, you know, Christmas gift. Holiday gift, somebody who likes us, I'm sure they'd enjoy one of these. Hold on to it for a month. Be ready for this holiday season, you fuck. Um, the first temporary tattoo that we get sent to the P.O. Box, I will put it on my face. There you go. There you go. And I, you're, you're leaving town for a couple of weeks. Yes. So you guys have time. Like, I'll be back to get, get a tattoo this week. Ship it next week. And if it gets here by, you know, the first week of December, next time... Terms back in Chicago. If somebody happens to find a temporary tattoo of a giant penis, mm. it will be on my face. I don't know. You're flying, and then you're going to come back, so you have to quarantine during the 30-day advisory. So I actually think I'll see you next year. I'm just going to buy you next year. Uh, a big bubble. You know those... Uh, oh, dude, those balls that they're like these giant uh, inflatable see-through balls, and then you climb into it, and you're like... Roll around on a hill with people. Yeah, I've seen blank you know what check. I'm talking about. Yeah, I've seen blank check. Blank check ball. <laughs> Let me get one of those. All right. Well, as long as you're wearing that, you can come over in no, three I'll weeks. Just, I'll just roll to the store. Cool. Um, Patreon.com/slash Palmer Squares. Thank you to everybody who supports in whatever way you do support. Uh, and uh, you, well, you just heard we're not going to be together for a few weeks, but maybe before the end of the year, we'll be able to do another live stream and take some of your donation money oh we're doing a december stream for uh, sure. with or without it still on vinyl still at bishoprecords.com so pick one of those up too holiday season come on hoodies vinyl let's go uh yeah that's it no shows nothing um, like that nothing going on like that i was gonna try and think of like a fake uh thing but i'm not good at it no <laughs> you're not Me. you suck Let's get out of here with uh, the new T-Chronic song uh, featuring us, the Palmer Squares. T-Chronic. Yup. Met a uh, homeboy in L.A. at the Wax UBI show. Yeah. Uh, simpler times. Not that long ago. Um, good dude. Good dude. I remember I fingerboarded on the table with another fan for like almost all of Wax's set. I was still listening. I was still paying attention, but we were playing skate, so, you know, priorities. Um, M Envious? Something like that. I can't remember you guys. The guy with the, like yeah. the septum ring and the dreadlocks. Envious. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Cool dude. Uh, but anyways, dude. this is the uh, Good dude. Cool another dude. homie we were with at that show last Different year. Different dude. Cool dude. Also dreadlocks. Also at that show. Also talked to us. Invasion by T-Chronic featuring the Palmer Squares. Uh, produced by Dro. And uh, check that out. And we'll see you guys, I believe, somehow, virtually, remotely, next week on the TPS Reports podcast. Smooches. K.
Kill Whitey. Pop up on the stages in a rocket like a spaceship. It's Palmer Squares and Chronic Wears smoking on the dankest. I don't need no Percocets to burn the stress. I like the urban rest. Meditate on higher thinking, deeper depth. Yo, back up on this planet. I planned it. I got a seed. I'm a planet. No parasite will perish. Our perseverance put in rappers in a halt. Like they've just seen the halt. We're making a difference. I want to say thank you for taking a listen. I'm paving the way with a positive vision. We're living with honor and giving up on the rhymes that I thought of. Cause that is my mission. I'm spreading the medicine. Healing my people's the evident purpose. Beneath the surface, lots of furnace. Inside, feel that fire burning. Take a chance and make it happen. For that chance turns to past tense. Whether or not you believe it, everything happens for a reason. You are breathing, your heart is beating. Carpe diem, staying positive, great at confidence, turning goals into accomplishments. Term and act, yeah. but to hop up yeah. on the shit. Yeah, we try harder like Avis, maneuver through mazes, garner high wages. Hard to stay vivacious when life's aimless. Lately, I've been feeling kind of blue, Miles Davis. You can find me at the beacon like Mavis. Keep a middle finger high, read the sign language. Completed five stages and I'm still grieving. Tried to put the squeeze on me, but I'm still breathing. I'm a feverish fiend, eagerly fleeing the scene. My vehicle speeds clean through a field of dreams. Been vehemently achieving unfeasible feats, but you can't feel at ease when there's people to please. A zooted booze hound with a fuse blown. Two stone to cruise home, chisel rumors onto my tombstone. Oh, for sure, or at least I'd assume so. There's a beast on the loose, you got a leash, but I'm cool, Joe. Woof. Yo, square peg inside a hold us round. Wouldn't know the difference between it and a hole in the ground. The only crown you hold is the crown you mold. Just play the hand you dealt, somebody's bound to fold. Uh, I'm on a roll, call me hot butter. You the man, do it for the gram like Pop's mother. Hot summer and winters like witches tit. Stop blubbering, bitch, or I'll spit your wig. Nobody getting my jokes, nobody writ what I wrote, nobody spit what I spoke. Don't try to fix what ain't broke. Not a fan of your fact, you're not a fan of yourself. Ask if I want any smoke, I say it's bad for your health. Relying on muscle memory, high on them fucking fetamines. Why I'm wondering why it is I ain't got any energy. Fighting every enemy, won't ever see me running, evading. It's an invasion, you won't ever see it coming, uh.